0: We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the word of the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's why. So yeah. That's what it so, yeah. should be in the in the new book. Called,
0: I think I should. Yeah, like so. Yeah, I and mean, then that was done. So, the Holy bye. One
1: of God. So yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Or whatever. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast. Your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine and I'm the Director of Outreach and Faith Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego.
0: And my name is Maya little Sonia, and I am the Youth Minister here.
1: And not with us today but still on the team is Jackie Pippin who lives in Japan and is our Digital Resource Curator. Jackie has another engagement uh, today, so she won't be with us, but fret not, we have an important thematic point from the gospel for her, and she'll be back with us next week. But we will continue with our new segment, uh, chronicling the similarities between Japan, where Jackie lives, and George Hyde-Tremain, Tremaine, is my newborn son. He is five weeks and one day old. Uh, at the recording of this podcast. I don't know how old he'll be by the time you listen to it. (laughs) Um, In a little segment we call George Pan Venn Diagram, where we try to find the similarities between fun facts about Japan and fun facts about George. Uh, Jackie is not with us, but Maya has found a fun fact about Japan. So, So, Maya.
0: After hours of research, I found that in Japan they have this contest, and it's a 400-year ritual uh, in front of a shrine. It's called the Naki Sumo Crying Baby Contest, where sumo wrestlers hold two competing infants dressed also as sumo wrestlers. And they kind of, like, wave them around and scream in their faces. And whatever kid cries first is declared the victor. And this is to allegedly... Bring, or not allegedly but supposedly bring uh <laughs> like good health to the kids and uh yeah and i think george cries a lot not sometimes so
1: yeah george cries a lot most most of the not most of the time but what i found is that he there's no such thing yet as like actively happy he's either asleep and content or unhappy Relatable. So he is so as a five week old his only way wow. of communicating that he needs something is to scream and cry and then hope that we guess right, so, <laughs> right.
0: so he doesn't even need a sumo to like right. scream at him to do that so what we'll a go God. to he the
1: win. we'll go to the judges, and the judges say, yes, that is a similarity. the yeah. crying in Japan and the crying by George Tremaine. so you. there is another point of contact between Japan and George, and this has been. Another episode of George Pan <laughs> Venn Diagram, our new, uh, it's, it's sweeping across America. It is. It's,
0: Hashtag it's George Pan.
1: Quickly growing in popularity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now back to Faith to Go. And uh, Jesus. <laughs> so like every week, uh, we are going to work our way through the gospel and highlight three themes from the gospel that we hope you take into your conversations this week. The gospel for this Sunday, uh, August twenty-sixth, Proper Sixteen, is John six fifty-six through sixty-nine, and like every week, all of the Faith to Go resources are based on the gospel. But new this week and for uh, the rest of time is a new Faith to Go website. So uh, up until now we've. Uh, had a Faith to Go page on the St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego website, but now we have a standalone Faith to Go website. So you can find all of the uh, resources for this week and past weeks at our new website, myfaithtogo.org. So make sure you go check it out, myfaithtogo.org. It's got all of the resources. It's got our Instagram feed. It's got a way to sign up for our email. And all of the uh, that's it. That's Modern all
0: commodities you would expect from a <laughs> website, so yeah. Oh, and a chat like a—it's not a live chat because David doesn't check his email on the weekends, but
1: right. Oh yeah, and it's got a chat function, so yeah. you can comment on posts and you can also ask questions through the website chat function, and we will answer your questions. Yeah, we will. So make sure to, make sure to go check that out this week. myfaith dot org, where you can sign up for that weekly email that comes out every Sunday morning. Um, but for now, we are going to work through this gospel reading. So Maya is going to read the gospel, and then we'll get into it. John six fifty six to 69.
0: Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who could accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe, and who was the one who, was, who would betray him. And he said, For this reason I have told you that no one can come to, the, come to me unless it is granted by the Father. Because of his, Because of this, many disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom can we go? You will have the words of eternal life. What We we have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God.
1: So there are a couple of things to keep in mind here. This is the last uh, section of chapter six, and we've spent really the last month Uh, working through chapter 6 of John's Gospel. So the Gospel readings for Sunday mornings have just been a string of readings, one after another, of this whole section that comprises chapter 6 of the Gospel of John. Starting with the feeding of the 5,000, the walking on water, and then this whole discourse over the last three weeks of the bread and the wine, the flesh and the blood, uh, the bread from heaven, and I can identify with the disciples because I'm kind of tired of hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how many times can you say, right, can you Jesus. talk about the same thing? <laughs> we,
0: we, like, yeah. <laughs> so,
1: but, um, there's an important, just, just a little bit of context. One thing to talk about is that this word disciples can, is really, uh, you, can, you can tell the difference here between the disciples and the twelve. So often we say the disciples and we're talking about those 12 people appointed by Jesus to follow him, those specifically called. Um, But the, the, the word disciples really just means followers or students or just the people that are like following Jesus and learning from him. So in this context, it's being used in that more general sense. So when it says some of the disciples left or the disciples were following him, it doesn't mean that some of those 12 left, as you can tell, because it says he turned to the 12 who are obviously still there. So sometimes people will make a distinction between disciples, which is everybody, including us, all the followers of Jesus and the apostles who are the ones like apostle apostolis means to send. And so the apostles being the 12 apostles. But you can use them kind of interchangeably. Uh, The word disciples kind of interchangeably. But if you're talking about the 12 disciples, you really need to specify the 12, uh, which the story does. So the other thing to keep in mind is that this is the end of this whole long discourse like we were just talking about that starts with um, Jesus feeding the 5,000. So the people that are, what happened was that, the, he fed the five these five thousand people, and then he went across the Sea of Galilee, and then they followed him across and found him, and said, "We've been looking for you." And he's like, "You're only looking for me because I gave you a bunch of bread and fed you," and then they say no, and he says this. Then he starts saying this whole thing about you need you need to look for bread that is not just this like earthly bread, but the bread from heaven, and that's how we get to this thing. So the people that he's talking to now that are saying this is a difficult message yeah. for us to hear they're that's like, those yes. 5000 people you know that's yeah. the same group of people that has been going back and forth uh, following him that he fed in the beginning of chapter 6 so just another thing to keep in mind as we make our points here
0: they're kind of like this is this is weird we're going <laughs> we're going to go back across the sea uh, catch you later
1: yeah so that's why i want to start is with Uh, Verse 60. Um, So my point is from this 60th verse of chapter 6. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? And so to me, uh, this word difficult is interesting. It's not just... the, The meaning of the word in Greek isn't just this is like hard to understand... Um, or c- too complicated it actually the word means like rough or hard or uh, like violent even like this is like too this is this makes us too uncomfortable uh to be able to continue following you, so we're gonna leave <laughs> uh and I think that this is there, there's a a contrast being made here at the end of chapter six from the beginning of chapter six because the people that are saying this are the very people that Jesus comforted physically with food in the beginning of chapter 6 with the feeding of the 5000. So again we've we've said this a couple of different ways and a couple of different times over the last few weeks but this this contrast that the gospel writer and Jesus are making between physical comfort and spiritual comfort, like being physically satisfied and spiritually satisfied, and that they're two different things, that there's this difference between physical bread and this bread from heaven that Jesus is talking about. And this is another way that it comes up, because it's pretty clear that Jesus didn't come to make people physically comfortable or spiritually comfortable. Like Jesus was there to feed people to make sure that they survived that they could keep uh, following him, they could they could keep on their journey. But he wasn't there to make them, to just like reassure them of how okay they were and make them comfortable spiritually. But always to kind of poke and prod and push and say difficult things and make difficult assertions about our spiritual lives. And that still happens today. And so this, I like this, um... This um, definition of this word "difficult" as rough, like this roughness, kind of like sandpaper, or like the thing that like works on us that smooths us out, but is uncomfortable, even causes suffering.
0: It's like a chisel, it's so like yeah. a sculpture. You know, it, you have to be broken, and, mm-hmm. and, and it's hard, and it, but it creates something better.
1: Right. This idea that we are constantly being worked on, and we have, we can respond to the discomfort, not by running away or by pushing away from it, but by letting it work on us, by being able to sit with our discomfort, with our own suffering, and knowing that there is something deeper that we are being invited to through it, and not hearkening back to thinking that like the mm-hmm. only comfort that we can have is this physical comfort of being satiated and you know comfortable, but that we're called to something more. And we're called to be with our own discomfort. And we're called to really difficult, a difficult spiritual journey that involves getting in touch with the the painful parts of ourselves and our experience. And then being able to get in touch with the painful parts of the world. And that roughness inside and out is always working on us to form us, to smooth us out, to smooth down our edges and make us more compassionate and gentle and loving. Uh, towards ourselves and God and and the people around us and really all of creation. So that was that's the thing that I wanted to talk about. Okay, so the next one is what we've appointed as Jackie's point and it comes from verse 65 and it it kind of flows from that first point of discomfort. Uh, verse 65 is and he said, "For this reason I have told you, that no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. So, building off of this idea of being able to sit with the discomfort of life and being kind of molded by it and formed by it, um, I, I think here, when Jesus talks about the Father, it's easy to miss the metaphor and paint a picture of God as a man, an old man with a white beard in the sky that is, has like a list of all the people in the world and deciding which ones get in and which ones don't.
0: Right. And also like, you're going to win the lottery. Hurricane right. Maria is going to happen. Yeah. You right. Know,
1: like... Which one who deciding who gets to be, who gets, who gets granted access, uh, to this salvation that Jesus is, is talking about. Right. Um, but that doesn't make any sense. And
0: I don't know if I would worship a god like that.
1: Yeah. Um, and so I think I, my sense here, taking this whole thing uh, as taking all these points together, is this idea not so much of this this being that decides who's in and who's out, but another Richard Rohr quote is that God comes to us disguised as our lives that God is indicative more of this interrelationship of all things, of this um, co-arising, this, this co-becoming, this co-creating of the whole of creation. And that all the things that happen to us in our lives are, just like I was saying before, are like those things that form us and work on us and and invite us to depth of relationship with ourselves and God. And we shape
0: others as we are shaped.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, so I think uh, my thought is here that our ability to sit with that discomfort is directly linked to our ability to be in relationship with, to be, to be, to, to to be part of this journey that Jesus is inviting us to here of life and death and resurrection. Here and not
0: necessarily off in some. Right heavenly realm yeah. that's off in the middle of mm-hmm. wherever or above mm-hmm. um it kind of reminds me and like the bishop or I think he was a bishop Johnny T Robinson in England he wrote this book called Honest to God that I really 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 enjoy and in it he says um he builds off of like a lot of Paul, Paul Tillich's arguments and stuff but he says uh that the w- in regards to what David had said about the metaphor that or what we usually, the imagery we usually think of immediately with God the Father. You know, guy with a beard out in heaven somewhere with a list. And he said, like, since, like, science or, and stuff has proved that, like, God isn't up there, then we've moved to God is out there. And mm-hmm. he said, God, we've been thinking about it in the wrong dimension. God isn't height. He isn't a, a God who's just up there looking down at us with some cold stoicism um, God isn't height, God is depth. And depth in its spiritual use means two things the opposite of height and the opposite of shallow. Mm. And human experience and life in God is neither high and mighty and not connected, but ne- nor is it shallow. It's deep, it's raw, it's, it's hard, it's profound, it's complicated but that's what that is. Mm -hmm. And that relationships we have with each other, that depth we have in conversation and relationships, that's where we can find God and not in this height.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So no one can come to me unless it is granted by the father. It's like no one can, no one can, you're not going to be able to hear what I'm saying. You're not going to be able to deal with these truths of the spiritual life unless you're worked on in some way and you allow yourself to be formed. And that idea that, jesus says that we are we are to seek and serve christ in all people is like if we we won't be able to sit with other people until we can sit with ourselves
0: Right. we know? can't engage with god until we engage with god yeah. in
1: other people <laughs> right right so that is jackie's point
0: yeah that is jackie's point good job jackie and my point is off of verse 68 and 69 where it's um, when Simon Peter... Well, Jesus turns to them after a bunch of people have left because his teachings are a little hardcore for them. And he says, do you do you also wish to go away? And Simon Peter kind of just responds like, who else would we go to? Or to whom else would we would we go? Like, we have come to believe in, and know that you are... That you are the son of God. And um, that you give us the words of eternal life. And that's really cool. I mean, because he probably... He didn't actually get it more than those people who had left. It was just as confusing, confusing, just as difficult. But at this point, the Twelve have been with him longer than the other people, and they've realized that Jesus says a lot of this stuff that's really difficult to get, and you are always asking questions, and you'll never really quite get it. And But he knows that through that difficult process, those difficult times, the harsh realities and harsh spiritual truths, that seemingly harsh spiritual truth that Jesus... De- Jesus is teaching that by sitting with it as David had said and sticking around with Jesus that the the, the rewards are like the way you come out of it the transformation is so much greater um, than the struggle and that it's worth it and so he's like where else where else would we go because the discomfort is still there I mean Jesus said what he said and so it's we're gonna stick here because if we go somewhere else we're not gonna escape it you know this is the this is the truth and it's whether we hear it. Here in Capernaum or somewhere else, like, i it's, one, we have no other lives besides this, because they really did just drop everything, literally, and go with Jesus. But there's no turning back at this point, because not just physically, I mean, I'm sure maybe they'll have family and they can go back to, but it's not just physically turning back, but they have been transformed irrevocably mm. in a way of, like, there's no, we, ha- we can't go back to who we were before. Right. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, they're to me, this is indicative of the journey that we were just talking about. Like if we are able to sit with that discomfort and we are transformed by those difficult things, then like Peter is saying like Peter's yeah. Like you just said, Peter is like what I, I know too much. I've been, I've like the, I've seen the way you move in my life and the way that these truths are really true, even when they're so difficult for me to understand that where would I go? You know, like there is nothing else for me but this.
0: And to who would I go? Because I'm not who I was. I yeah. can't go back to the person I was. I'm mm-hmm. now I'm here who I am now and I'm not the person who first followed you. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. It's kind of what we talked about in the last podcast about the knowing beyond knowing. Like I've seen it or I've felt it. Mm-hmm. I've been transformed. I know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. without really getting either why or how or what certain texts mean and it's not about it it's not about that Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's like okay i don't know what this is but i know it's done something and it's done something good and i'm i'm in it i'm in it now
1: (laughs) right like i this yes this is making me uncomfortable this teaching does cause me discomfort but every time that i've been uncomfortable in the past and been able to stick with it it's led to depth and transformation and new life and a newness of my own being. So knowing that, where else would I want to go? So those are our three points. Yeah. So to recap, uh, the first one from verse 60 about discomfort and being able to sit with uh, uncomfortable truths of ourselves and the world and our spiritual life and Letting those things change us and smooth us down, uh, make us more tender and compassionate. Number two is from verse 65 uh, about the effect of that smoothing down and how it really does allow us to accept that invitation from Jesus to engage with the life of the world and our own inner life and to be in relationship with one another and uh, engage in that journey that he is inviting us on. And then the third one, uh, which was Maya's, um, was about how that journey of living in discomfort makes it so that when we are uncomfortable, we have the ability to stick with it. Because we know that when we've been uncomfortable in the past, it's led to something bigger than the discomfort. And just like Peter says, yes, this is hard, but I don't want to be anywhere but here. And I know what it's been like, and I want to keep going. So, after having heard those three points, Maya is going to read the Gospel one more time from John chapter 6, verses 56 to 69.
0: Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I am them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe, and who was the, the one that would betray him. And he said, For this reason I have told you that no one can come to, the, come to me unless it is granted by the Father. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no, lo- went about, no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God.
1: All right, that's our episode for this week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will be back in your podcast feed next week, Sunday, September 2nd. We hope you have great conversations this week and make sure to check out our new Faith to Go website, myfaithtogo.org, where you can find all of the resources based on the gospel for this week for you to have discussions with your friends and family. Uh, make sure to go check us out on Instagram at faithtogo. And sign up for our weekly email, uh, which you can do at the new website, myfaithtogo.org. Yeah, this is the website. And until next week, say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.